0: Welcome back to another episode of Hank's Hot Takes. I'm your host, Hank. Welcome to week three of the Dexter High School Fantasy Football Alumni League. Storyline starting to set in a little bit, far too early to start panicking or thinking that any spots are secure, especially with nine teams being one and one. Season eight teams being one and one. We got an undefeated team, and myself and Tolliver starting in a very familiar place at zero and two. Comes to get into, we have a very very special edition of Hank's Hot Takes, where we are going to go over this year's upcoming punishment for last place. Uh, we'll get into the history. Um, we'll talk about everyone's selections, um, and there's no one better to have on the show for that very topic then the czar himself, Alex Mortensen, and as always, bringing on my weekly adversary. And this week, it happens to be the two-time mug holder in Summer Breeze. Jake Havlin, welcome to the pod. Mo, always nice to have you.
1: Yeah, Thanks for having us, Hank. Always a pleasure.
2: I I cracked prematurely. Yours was way more cool, but you know. (laughs) We've all got our crosses to bear, but welcome. Or I appreciate the welcome, Hank. It's it's just wonderful to be back on a another year, and and the you know the production value increase. I got I got to tip my hat, man. This whole Spotify thing is uh, you know sponsorship uh, looking great.
0: Yeah, you know, old, old Hank's hot takes is coming around. We we had a good laugh last week, um, where uh, it turns out that in The post-draft episode and the week one episode, um, I was using the microphone. And by using, I mean I was holding it in my hand, wielding it, waving it, speaking into it like a podcast host would. But it turns out it was not actually working. So I was just holding an inanimate object, basically, while the computer was recording the audio. So do apologize for the muzzled of the former episodes hopefully it's a little bit clear now and I, I certainly felt silly uh using a um, a microphone that was basically doing nothing other than making me feel like an idiot
1: honestly the one I mean, that probably conferred alone was worth it
2: right <laughs> I mean yeah, power the power of belief can take you a really long way it doesn't it it, it only it works if you believe it works
0: now, if you can picture, you know, me leaning back with my feet up, you know, holding the microphone sideways because it's a kill shot. It definitely helped with the swagger effect and the, the confidence of the show. But I, I do appreciate that. Um, speaking of swagger, uh, I, I walk in a little a little high, walking a little high here after two weeks. Uh, the only team that's undefeated. It definitely makes me feel good. Um Obviously, I'm aware that the winning the first two weeks doesn't really mean a whole lot. Um, I, I pulled a little bit of data just because I, I was curious more so than anything. Um, so, hilariously enough, this is the first time I've ever started 2 and in the auction era, which uh, it's way better than the former. Um, but then I, I looked at TAL's information too, because I just wanted to see if there's any correlation. if. Does the champion always start one and one, zero oh and two, two and zero? Oh. Um, so I looked at Tall's team uh, in the auction era for Tall. He is arguably the worst uh, at three and seven in his first two weeks. Uh, but all of this is to keep everybody at ease because in the last four years of auction, the champion that ends up hosting the mug uh, is a combined record of two and six. So. Uh, Basically, all that tells us is there's certainly no reason to panic. Um, having more wins is great, but this is just so early in the season to do any sort of um, overanalyzing. And if you're on two, maybe you get to the waiver wire. It's a little bit harder, but everybody's still certainly in this early. Um, and I, I guess we can start there. Why, why don't we uh, pick one of our matchups and um, Mo? Do you maybe want to kick us off as the week two highest score? Got a smooth 20 bucks coming your way. That's always nice.
1: Oh, it already arrived. Kamish is right on top of that. So thanks, Kamish. Um, Yeah, it felt really good to, you know, especially after losing to Munzel the first week to come out and I think it put up 176. Um, just everything really came together and obviously not expecting that every week, but it feels really good to know that the potential is there, that all of those guys that I thought could hit can indeed hit. And I figure I don't need all six to hit every week. I can just have three or four, but it was uh really nice to put up some good numbers because in the past I've historically not really been a heavy hitting team. You know, I've more so maxed out at you know one thirty, one forty. I think that's probably my highest score ever so that's pretty tight and I didn't even have a kicker which is usually my forte in terms of picking.
0: Yeah super interesting matchup um, I, I think it's appropriate as the doctor here uh, I'll pin this question back to you um, both both teams suffering um, massive um, RB2 injuries obviously yours was was much later into the bout um than Van Hoofs, but what are, what are your initial takes on your own guy Saquon? And then, you know, do you have any, you know, information or what do you think about David Montgomery's injury?
1: Yeah, so obviously, super bummed to lose Saquon. Um, I really think that he's an RB1. And although the Giants have come off to a slow start, I still think there's something there in that offense. Um, you know, it's a high ankle sprain, was what it got called. Um, got a little bit of a benefit in this next week because he's got some extra time to recover. They don't play again until Monday. Um, they're currently playing right now. I'm watching them lose to the Brock Purdy squad. Um, but high ankle sprains tend to, these soft tissue injuries can be really nebulous. Um, it's always kind of concerning. I mean, we've seen guys miss six weeks with a high ankle sprain before. Um, I want to say Keenan Allen, one of his many injury laden years. Um, so that's, very concerning uh from my perspective but luckily I made a trade with Rick to get a little more depth at the running back position which looks like that turned out well at the right time um I'm not too familiar with David Montgomery's injury um I didn't really follow that because he's not on any of my teams so I don't know anything you know happy to comment on it
0: yeah perhaps perhaps a good opportunity to kick it over to uh to, to the lion, the lion man himself, Jake Havin. What, what, what do you know about the Montgomery injury?
2: Um, so I, I probably would follow it a little bit closer if he was on my fantasy squad, but I am peripherally aware. Um, this last week has been gut-wrenching for injuries. We got like six key guys on uh, the injury report that's really breaking my heart. Uh, but from what I understand, it's just like a, a deep thigh contusion. Um, and I've heard things varying as far from like day to day to like um, we'll miss some time, a couple weeks. So I think it's going to come down to like more of like a
0: pain management and mobility kind of thing, but probably not significant time. Yeah. And I mean, as a Lions fan, you you love to hear not significant time. Um, but, but for Van Hoof's uh, stake here in week two, um, I don't think there's anything you can do when. Six of Mo's players are above twenty points. I mean, that's it's. Some, some days you're gonna look back here in weeks to come, wishing that some of those twenty points were diluted throughout the season. I'm sure because you know Nico Collins puts up a huge day. I mean, Mike Evans starting to look a little bit better. Could Baker be you know something special? But uh, it, it, it's a great win, Mo, and you certainly put up a, a stiff number for the single high season total as well, 176.48. That ranks up there with all the other ones from years past. So uh, 20 bucks in your pocket, um, maybe even more important, you get the first win um, and, you know, the backwoods Cleopatra rolls on. I Tell me about that. Hel- help the listeners understand that name.
1: Yeah. So obviously yeah, I've always tried to make my, uh, quotes relevant to the draft weekend, because that's honestly one of my favorite things that I get to be a part of in this uh, in this life, is uh, seeing you guys once a year uh, goofing off with the boys. Um, I just really, really did not want to have to explain what Guatemala 21 meant to a coworker if they were looking over my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: <laughs> and, knew uh, that. that
1: yeah. And if you recall, um, we were playing some late night pong, the one night I got to spend with you guys this year. And uh, I was wearing a fox pelt as a stole um, for a good two hours. And I thought somebody took a picture of me because I remember posing, but I can't find out who that is. So uh, if you have that picture, shoot it over my way. Um, But, yeah, it was – I wanted to make it redneck Cleopatra because I just felt so pretty in my fox fur stole, but um, redneck is actually a banned word on ESPN. Go figure. Um, But uh, considering some of the other team names that have existed in the past, uh, but no backwards Cleopatra. I really wanted the picture of me in the fox fur stole, but I'll settle for uh, Ken with a fur coat.
0: (laughs) There's, there's, I have a snapshot in time. I, 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 I took a mental picture. I think we were list- we were just jamming out to ABBA, playing pong while you were rocking, rocking the uh, the the, the fur so uh, so beautifully. So what wonderful team name, wonderful win. Um, Jake, not as fortunate here in in week two. Um, walk me through your matchup as you su- suffer a loss to the foggy dew.
2: Yeah, this one uh, this was more of a nicotine withdrawal than that nice after dinner hit. Uh, not you're not going to get it done with with eighty seven and a half. I mean, me and me and Mun's down there in the low eighties. I he saved me from being the lowest of the week, but just barely. Um, and you know, looking at the box score, I mean, this is this is a Jeff win up and down the board. I mean, he has. Four guys, four skilled position players over 17. Both of his running backs, RB one and RB two hit in Henry and Swift. Um, he goes and grabs Daniel Jones dropping a 30 bird. I mean, you gotta you gotta give a hat off there. Um, I was trying to get a little, little frisky with the waiver wire and thought Joshua Kelly may be a, a volume safe play. Um, and then also got the the Williams injury early on. So um, none of my stars really popped and I had a lot of duds. It's just not going to be a good week that way. So again, like you said, it's week two. Uh, the whole league's one and one. So my points for are a little concerning, but I'm not panicking yet. We're just going to kind of wait and see if some of these guys are having flukes or, or if this is a trend before we rock the boat.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that's very, uh, very, very mature. That's definitely a guy that's one. Uh, won the league a couple of times. Knows not to not to do anything drastic here early on. Um, I, I I'm impressed thus far, and we'll see. You know what happens as the year goes on. But uh, not jumping ahead to week three by any means. But Jeff's going to roll out three different quarterbacks in, in the first three weeks, and it feels it feels rare in, in our league for someone to roll out the the streaming quarterback. Um, method but in in our league it, you know quarterbacks aren't valued as high as you know there's only a couple of them that you know really get overpaid for or get paid maybe what they're actually worth um but Jeff Jeff going out there with Daniel Jones to put up a 30 spot is 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 well done and you know that the rest of his team came to play so you know 136 you got to be happy about if you're the foggy do uh, gets you an early division win and uh, you know, you're I'm sure you're happy if you're Jeff Baldus. Um, you're not happy, however, if you are Grouch's Royal Flush. Uh, the The easiest way to to dig yourself a hole is one to be 0 and two, which Tolliver is, two to have the lowest amount of points for, and the ninth, ninth fewest points against uh again there's the small sample size it's only been two weeks but so far tall hasn't put up uh, a ton of points and he also has been fortunate enough to not be giving up huge you know huge opponent scores but he finds himself falling two, and hey hey captain jack kind of writes the ship with uh patrick mahomes and travis kelsey catching that at any time touchdown that matt Menzel. So. So beautifully called, but this was more of a this was more of two two chimpanzees slinging feces at each other than it was anything else. Really, not not a whole lot to be thrilled about. Both teams stacks did what they what we had. I think we're expecting them to do as the year kind of starts to unfold. But uh, a- anything on this matchup in particular that stood out to either of you guys?
1: I mean, the loss of Nick Chubb. That is a pillar of his team um you know some of the other guys are a little bit more speculative on grouch's squad uh and nick chubb was really the one of the set pieces i think jerome ford will be a fine fill-in until chubb gets right i'm not sure what his timetable on his injury was um but um, yeah chubb next year it was so Um, bad did you
2: see it i I, I think
0: there's a chance that like like Football might be done for Nick Chubb because like,
2: I, Mo, was, I, I was on like I was watching the games and I was working on some stuff, so I, I, I saw Haley's like, oh, he got Nick Chubb carted off and I was like, okay, let need you know they use carts to different different stadiums, literally just depending on how long the tunnel is and like could just be an ankle injury and it's a running back. we don't want to make him walk so I just go and, you know, you know, search Nick Chubb injury real quick. And I I threw my phone, like, across the table and just started making that, like, ugh, ugh. Uh. No, like, don't watch it. It's bad. He, like, front flipped oh over his planted knee.
1: Oh, my God. I'm reading it. MCL, PCL, severe meniscal damage.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. It's, and it's the same knee that he did the same thing to in college. It's horrible.
1: Yeah. He might not... In in my medical opinion, uh, he might not be coming back from that.
2: And that's yeah, the last year of contact contract with the Browns, so he'd be looking for a new team. It's it's just a really bad situation. Yeah,
0: it was it, it was it was ugly to watch. I mean they they obviously didn't uh, you know it, it got all over Twitter because they didn't put any of the replays on, which rightfully so. I mean it's it's potentially career ending and you know life threatening. So. Um, uh you know not not a great injury but tall wisely drafts Jerome Ford um who put up you know respectable numbers on his bench so if, if you're tall you're you're hoping to get something out of that but the but the team only gets a little skinnier w- w- without your horse and um if you're cook you know you just you're hoping that you're going to benefit from an injury in Montgomery and get Jameer Gibbs going but N- nothing really stood out outside of that. That's a good call, Mo. Um, the uh, and the, the next matchup, I'll go over quickly, but I I got to eat a little bit of crow here, uh, Brett. I, I called you out. Uh, I, I didn't back down. I, I put my money where my mouth was, and 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 the juice box came and gets me. Came and got me, man. One one forty six ninety nine. Put together a marvelous performance. Um, Five bucks coming back your way. I know uh, Javi and Munz both owe me five from our picks. But BK is in the win column for four wins. And Skyver, um, you know, at 99, you're you're hoping to eclipse the century mark right now. Um, Both Bijan and the hottest man on the planet, Puka Nakua, you know, setting the NFL record for most receptions in two weeks. Uh, you know just gonna need a little bit more out of your big horses and in, in waddle and Ridley. I suspect that will happen. but vK is in the wind column.
2: and a, a very <clears throat> welcome bounce back from the the poop match that or the poop throwing match that him and I were in last week. Um, I know you mentioned it with the points for. I think that's kind of what you want to be tracking this early in the season and right around when you get to that quarter mark and you know he did he did his average a a nice little solid here with the 146.
0: yeah absolutely and I mean just the. The the week two recap is just injuries so many big guys big names are out out or are likely not to return between Saquon Cooper Cup Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Nick Chubb, Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, um, J.K. Dobbins is even out. I I, I pulled the figures, and uh, there's currently, as we sit here, uh, Thursday, September 21st, there's 214 draft dollars that are on the injured reserved, or no longer on people's teams, which is over 10% of the entire league budget. So tons and tons of injuries out there. Um, I think this is where um more savvy managers and, and those waiver wire killers have an opportunity to uh maybe get an extra win under their belt that maybe some others wouldn't. so so much can change you know from week to week and as evident by so many injuries here through uh through week two.
2: And I think you're you're absolutely right and that's honestly where some of these situations you can almost. Else... You know, it may be horrible in a real life scenario, but from a fantasy perspective, uh, like Mo said, those soft tissue injuries can be kind of hard to track and hard to monitor. And you don't know exactly how much to invest in their waiver backups. Whereas, you know, uh, as painful as it is, like a clear cut season ender is like, all right, I know I've got Ford at, you know, Nick Chubb minus a percentage value the rest of the year. Um, so, like some of these are a little cleaner, but man, the amount of like hamstring pulls and weird little soft tissue tweaks that we just see is like, I don't know if it's the shortened preseason or what, but the, I feel like once players get out of like weeks one and two, that's like the Normandy charge and then they're going to make it through the season. But I, I get so scared whenever I'm like a mom watching a high school game when my, when people get tackled.
1: Yeah, I just want to say great, great uh, numbers breaking down knowing the exact amount of uh, draft dollars that are left on the table there. Uh, That's what's going to put you over the edge when it comes to Spotify supremacy over part of my take.
0: Well, well, you know, Mo, my my therapist tells me that um, you need to pull figures like that after the trauma I went through with Jonathan Taylor last year. So, it's more so for my mental health, but I, I appreciate the compliment in, uh, in in taking a look into those numbers after having to spend or sure having to getting to spend seventy one dollars on Jonathan Taylor last year to have him do absolutely nothing. So um, yeah, that was always super exciting. Um, hey, I,
2: I did thirty five this year, and I may need to borrow that book next off season. So don't don't <laughs> throw it out.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'll I'll certainly keep my therapist number for you. Okay, week week two in the books. Let's turn the page. Um, I I think this is likely what everybody has been waiting for. Um, We are going to discuss, or I should say, Alex, I'm going to kind of pass the ball over to you. Um, I I think this is a new, interesting um, concept that the league is trying out. we decided everybody was going to put a, um, a punishment selection in, send it to the punishment czar, and then I'm going to stop talking and pass the mic over to you. Take it away, Mister the greatest punishment czar to ever walk the face of the earth.
1: Uh, if you could see through this uh, team's call, you would uh, see me blushing. Um, but, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for getting their uh, all their picks to me. Um, I think this is a good – in the future, I want to keep getting everybody to send their picks to me. Um, in the future, I'd like to continue doing the, uh, the uh, presentations because that's a big highlight of the draft weekend. For me personally, I have a ton of fun uh, goofing around with you guys. Um, but this year, it just didn't work out, and thank you guys for all being so uh, understanding of that. Um, but, yeah, we can just hop right in because I know we got a lot more to discuss on this podcast. Uh, so I'll kind of go in the order that I received them um so first of all i want to discuss the the big one overdraft weekend hey alex
0: but, but before you before you jump in as listeners are we listening with the intent to pick our top three are we trying to land on one what 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 should what should our role here be as the other managers in the league as you go through this
1: yeah so i have tried to do ranked choice voting in the past and it has not gone well um, so I'm going to send out a survey monkey uh, and if they have a after this show um, with all of the uh, options laid out and I want everybody to vote for definitely we're going to have you vote for your number one and I'm going to see if survey monkey has n- any new options to allow me to do a second and third choice. But I will update you when I send out the uh, when I send out the survey monkey.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you.
2: I think your Steve Jobs impression that year took our ability to do complex math completely out the window. That was um, that was too much to handle.
1: I, I will never do better than that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's tough
2: to know when you peaked, but it's also great to know what you, you know, the, the heights you can rise to.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll start with the one that was the obvious hit when we first discussed this option of, you know, kind of doing it later and having everybody send one in. And I believe this was your idea, Havlin. Um, the uh, Big Buck Hunter. Um, and this idea had everybody in stitches sitting on that balcony uh, imagining it play out. Um, so I have to
2: kind of pause it. I got to give the credit was Jeff Baldus, actually.
1: Jeff he, Baldus.
2: He lit it like a little firecracker and then just walked away and just let let it burn in the house down. It was awesome.
1: All right. Well, big shout out to Jeffy B then. Um, but Tal is the one who submitted this as his punishment. Um. So the concept that we came up with while we we're sitting on the deck, overlooking that beautiful backyard in Western Michigan, was big buck hunter. Um, as you know from Tal's Snapchats, he's a big fan of big buck hunter. Plays it a lot, it seems like. But um, the underlying concept would be, we get a paintball gun. I would propose buying a League Tippmann 98, the only paintball gun worth having. Um, and in some sort of preset arena have the loser dress up like a deer and run at a set distance away. I'm thinking probably minimum like 15 yards, give them a fair shot at dodging them. Uh, And then everyone in the league gets, say, three paintball shots, you know, walks up to the gun with their three paintballs, loads them, uh, and just trying to shoot the bejesus out of the loser. Um, I think this would be a ton of fun. You know, it obviously works better in situations where we would be in a rural environment, which we have been several years. Um, But even if that's not the case, I'm sure we could figure something out, going to a paintball arena, sliding the guy a cool 50 to let us goof around for a little bit. But that is Tal's idea. Loser takes up the role of buck and big buck hunter, and we shoot them with paintballs. What do you guys think of that?
0: I am all
2: for it. My only tweak would be, I think you gotta, you gotta get two paintball guns with different colors and you gotta pay, you gotta play one-on-one and like advance through a bracket. Um, but I, as a, at its core concept, hilarious. And I do think that if we had to do it at a paintball facility, which is likely the safest from like a legal standpoint, That playing division on division paintball would be super fun for like a Friday activity.
1: Absolutely, that was one of the things we discussed after. I think it'd be a hilarious group to play paintball
0: with. Um, all I can all I can do now is just I I I was laughing the entire time. Um, I had to be on mute. Uh, because I could all the only thing that's happening in my head is I was just like conceptualizing like skinny ass little Brett dressed up like a deer just like (laughs) running (laughs) running through the forest as we just load him into paintballs, and then uh i I was thinking of tall just because these are the two latest punishment (laughs) goers and those two dressed up like deer will certainly has just made my entire weekend so i it's a great start to the punishment uh selection
1: all right yeah i think that is
2: Oh if we want to do like the exotic game modes, you know, where you can do a going like the crazy hunts, I do already have a, both a panda and a kangaroo onesie. So like we could go we could do a lot of different like environments of hunting with this.
1: Oh boy, would I love to shoot a
2: panda. And dude, the kang- the kangaroo's got a joey. Like it's it'd be it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so I I think honestly that this idea was a favorite at the draft weekend, but let's let's explore some of the other ideas. Um if you guys don't have any more questions, comments, concerns.
0: All
1: right, let's let's, uh, go to Haviland. You were the first one to send me a punishment. You brought up the big buck hunter, um, but you also brought up an idea which I think is absolutely hilarious. Um, Vacation Santa Claus. And I'll actually let you pitch this because your text slayed me.
2: Yeah, I was I was trying to like emulate the, the life jacket punishment because I think that that spawning from like the idea of the anchor like it, is very funny because it, it entertains us the whole draft. It's usually like a very out of place thing that's, you know, like annoying, but not that hard. And I'm just my so my play was, you know, if we're if we're in an environment where we there's not really a paintball area and we can't really do the big buck hunter, um, you have to wear a like a Santa beard and a hat around the house the whole time um, but then when we leave and go out for like dinners or lunch or breakfast or even like hungover coffee like I, you need to wear like red shorts and like a black belt with like a Hawaiian shirt with like hopefully like a Christmas theme and you know that kind of thing because you're, you're Santa on vacation and like I'm hoping that little kids will like point at you and be like mom why is Santa here and it's like August and you got to be like ho 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 like I'm on vacation from the North Pole and you're like really hungover and just don't want to be Santa anymore and I think that'd be really funny no matter where we end up.
1: Yeah I I think that is absolutely hilarious the idea of creating some level of trauma in random passerby children is always funny.
2: And, like, you know how scared you'd be, like, being Santa, that, like, you might accidentally crack, like, the mystery of, of Santa for these children? Like, you're going
1: you're gonna to give it your all. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right. Um, next up, um, now, you guys might remember this back from the high school days, but it felt like every week um, a member of our league had, like, a new phone. Uh, he was always scheming, taking phones out of uh, other people's junk drawers, riding weird Blackberries and Motorola Qs. Uh, I'm, of course, speaking of none other but Ricky Soy Sauce. Um, and his selection for punishment was the league gets to decide on the loser's phone. Um, obviously, not a long term tenable solution, but what we were kind of discussing back and forth is so. The league would decide the loser's phone. I'm talking about like vintage sidekick shit. You have to go to the uh, store, get it swapped out, make that your number, make that your phone for one week minimum, and then plus an additional week for every loss below the second worst team. So if you somehow finish in last through the toilet bowl, but do not have the worst record, you're only rocking uh, you know, a Motorola chocolate for a week. But just having to wear—if you like blow it and you're just down like three, four losses, you're you have that Nokia for a month. So you better get used to playing Snake.
2: <laughs> I I'm going back through all the phones that I like had personally or experienced peripherally in through those times, and dude, there's some really bad options. Like you could get that little like like switchblade like razor one that's like a, you know like a pack. Of, it's like a lighter. There's so many many bad phones, dude. Like, you might not even be lucky enough to get like a full slider keyboard. And we're gonna have to find one of these things on like eBay that's still functioning.
1: Oh, I did some preliminary research, they are dirt cheap. Nobody wants that.
2: Hell yeah. There's probably some ones in some mom's drawers that are in like perfect condition. Like I have this
1: rumor too.
2: Like, why? (laughs) Why are you selling it? I'll
0: buy it though.
1: Hank, hey, what would your selection for a phone be?
0: So I I, I definitely resonated with the um, what what I called the Henry Cares phone, which the was the one that the, you had the screen basically flip and rotates up 180 degrees, and it was probably as thin as uh, you know like a traditional like Roku remote. And you know, it you had to it didn't even have I don't even remember I think it was called T9, where you could type. Like you'd had yeah if you wanted the letter c you had to push three or push one like three times so i i i think it's hilarious um it's it's one of those ones that uh emulates kind of the the walmart experience in like we wouldn't get the pleasure of getting to enjoy that person's suffering um but it's always fun to know they are suffering uh, so I, I definitely wouldn't want that as uh, my punishment if I took last place, which uh, by definition makes it a good one.
2: So to add, I, I had to look it up because I was pretty sure, but it, that phone was called the juke and it is hysterical. <laughs> I'm looking at it now in like an adult man's hands and this would, this would suck. Um, I agree. I do think that you should be, the requirement of it is that the, like it, the f- you have to have the phone activated prior to draft weekend. And the first day is like the first day you get home. Like draft weekend doesn't count. because we're not really on our phones. But, like I would love to watch somebody like board a flight. And when they're like, yeah, put your phone on the scanner. You're like, "I no, I have a paper one. Like I cannot. <laughs> I have a Nokia Nextel blurper chirper thing. Like that'd be hysterical. And then to watch you have to like charge it on a charger. Like, oh, does anyone have a charger on bar? Like, no, we don't. You have to go buy that somewhere, like a Radio Shack.
1: <laughs> a bankrupt company to get that USB-C Mini.
2: It's not going to be easy.
1: Uh, anyway, I, I thought that was a really funny idea. And just considering Eric's history with odd and obscure phones, that it just fit perfectly. Um, speaking of uh, personal oh. histories, rolling into this next one. So uh, this kid, um, you know, Always props to him for making it to the draft weekends. Um, If I recall, the first time we did it not in Van Hoof's basement in Chicago uh, was the second time he left the state. Some of the first times he was ever on an airplane were to come to our draft weekends, which just shows a love of the game that is close to unparalleled. But Jeffy B has made it his kind of modus operandi to find some cool fucking activity for us wherever we go. Um, I will forever... Forever 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 remember that strange little man who took us in a panel van into the swamp Um, and that was all because of jeff um, so jeff's uh selection for punishment is Man versus food at least that's what i'm gonna call it. So we had we will wherever the draft gets decided We will look up a local, you know diner drive in or dive guy fieri style that has one of those ridiculous food challenges like oh, you have to eat like six pounds of nachos or uh eat these absurdly spicy wings. And they will have to do it in front of the league. We'll all go there to eat. And maybe they leave with a cool t-shirt. Um maybe we get to watch them throw up. It'd be kind of fun. <laughs> all
2: right. I was kind of questioning it until that last little cell line that that sold me. Um I think that that hits the, you know, the punishment in front of the league. We can do it on draft weekend. Um, it's not going to, like, completely ruin your night if you throw up a too big burrito, but, like, it would suck. Um, and, yeah, if you do, like, beat it, you get that cool T-shirt. And um, But I have seen some of these things go awry, and it's, you know, sometimes it's not pretty eating a five-pound burrito in one sitting, but that's funny.
0: That's uh, that's phenomenal. It totally encompasses what, what we're trying to do here because, like, it, you have to plan. Like, you would have to spend the prior 72 hours getting your your body right because you're like and then you, you're probably going to take it a little easier on the heavy beers and like it there's some serious mental fortitude that has to go into that atop of getting prepared for the draft weekend what a what another great selection by jeffy b and i i also take the opportunity to tip my cap the making sure we do something that has been added to our um our weekend trips is, is such a, such a nice touch.
1: Yeah. Uh, for reference, if anybody's getting real nervous about this, there was a documentary made in the early two thousands about Kobayashi. If you remember the greatest hot dog eater that was maybe eclipsed by Joey Chestnut. Uh, I've my own feelings about Nathan's boycotting of Kobayashi, but, um, he, uh, He would do that. He would not eat for like two days before competitions and just drink like gallons of water to keep his stomach as stretched out as possible. So some things to keep in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next
2: one. Next one. All
1: right. Uh, Next up, we have from uh, our own Minnesotan. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about uh, Mr. Cook. Uh, And he has a pretty funny one, which I think also ties into himself personally, you know, being a physical therapist, dealing with a lot of athletes. Maybe that's where he got the inspiration for this. But um, on draft weekend, entering the loser into a bodybuilding competition. And I just think that, you know, most bodybuilding competitions are not like Mr. Universe, right? You know, it's like local meatheads who use steroids, like, I don't know, like Evan Leonard or something. who are just showing up at a local community gym to, you know, win like a $500 prize, but just the thought of some of you goobers or myself just getting all oiled up on stage in a speedo and flexing <laughs> with old men, I I find hilarious. And honestly, it might even just be funny if we get there. They like see us and be like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be just as devastating.
2: That was gonna be my question do you show up because do, do you show up pre-oranged or do you do that there because like if you're already orange man they can't tell you no like what else am I gonna go do like I'm, I'm dressed for the part
1: that is a, that is an on you time
2: <laughs> I actually I did see a video of a, of a league who had done this over this past summer and it looked hysterical like the dude was so confused all the other contestants were confused and thrown off and like dude you gotta have a pose routine like you gotta you gotta give a show you gotta look like you're trying and i think it's better than the similarly minded uh one that always gets floated about like make you do like five minutes of open mic stand up but like Going up there and bombing for something you thought you might be able to do and, like, tried and maybe wrote a joke is, like, that sucks and it's going to be painful. But going up there and knowing you're not a bodybuilder is just, like, going to be
0: ironically funny and and it's going to be funny. I just, I just think of, like, weighing in at 165 pounds, Jacob Van Hoof, just standing there while, like... <laughs> While these beefcakes are just flexing every muscle they have, that's uh <laughs> that's... Oh man, these these are hilarious. It's gonna be a tough vote. You
2: would get to keep your little like number square like that they give you for your contestant, you know, like you make a little shadow box display with like that and your speedo. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, and for the league, I still have a ton of speedos from my diving days. Uh, if anybody uh, needs one. <laughs> um but with that we can shout
0: out dexter swim and dive
1: hell yeah i got a ring to prove it
0: me you and me you and muns
1: (laughs) yeah lovely uh i think you should have stuck with it you were pretty good hanklin
0: yeah i I probably should have stuck with a lot of things but here we are
1: (laughs) yeah um so this next one comes from none other but the cali kid himself um and as we know you know uh San Francisco has a long and really storied tradition of kind of being a place where people could let their freak flag fly. Uh, You know, one of the first cities where there was kind of an open uh, homosexual community, um, things of that nature. There's BDMS clubs in uh, San Francisco, and I think that might have been the inspiration for this particular punishment. Um, So Brett's punishment is uh, kind of paraphrasing here, but The loser will be put into a dog cage, and each member of the group will get to walk by and pour different ingredients of their choosing onto the person in the dog cage. Uh, And the person in the dog cage then has to remain in there for a set period of time, say a half hour, an hour, uh, while they have the uncooked ingredients of a cake or say a Greek Caesar salad. Um, But it would be definitely humiliating. It would be very funny. And it would be a little gross.
2: I was gonna say this probably is gonna involve like a tarp and a hose and some cleanup, but you know we've been places where we could make that happen. Um, I it I'd have to think about my substance and what I would pour on them because it'd be interesting and like that. I think the. My question is, do you do we all just, like, yeah, and pour it all at once, and then we just kind of, like, stand there with beards and, like, ha-ha, sucks? Or do you, like, slowly add one every, like, three minutes, and they're like, no, not another substance? Like, what's I'm, it? I'm, what's picturing, it like?
1: I'm picturing Chinese condiment torture. And what do you mean you don't know what you'd use? You're the ketchup king of Chicago.
2: Oh, man, you're right. Ketchup's kind of right there. Mm, yeah. But, like, and I could, yeah, you can do, like, the whole Bill's Mafia thing and kick it off that way and just... Whatever white tea white white undershirt they were sacrificing would just be toasted. That would be fun.
1: I don't know. Thoughts, Hank? Next. <laughs> 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 I what what
0: are, what are we doing next?
1: <laughs> All right. Next up we have uh, none other but uh, the host of this illustrious podcast, Hanklin Drafts. Um so Hank, you wanted to run it back, and I'll, I'll let you take it from here.
0: Yeah, uh, my uh, part of the reason that I, I had one of the last ones to submit my punishment selection was I, I wanted to make sure that the um, the NFL Combine that was you know so successful uh, found its way back onto the, the punishment voting sheet. Uh, certainly, um, as we've seen with Walmart or as time goes on, you know, maybe the same punishment will, you know, begin to grow old or, you know, we may get tired of it, but really enjoyed having it at the draft weekend. I, I think anything in that regard is is great. Um, there's so many different combinations that would make an NFL combine hilarious from a manager standpoint that I, I definitely wanted it back on there for, uh, you know, for, for, for a chance at a repeat, just because, you know, it would be be very fun to watch, you know, say, Skyver and Mo go at things. And granted, it's kind of a uh, it's rare because we had two people kind of fighting for last place. Um, but even still just watching one person work their ass off in a combine while we all we all cheer them on would definitely be worth the price of admission if you ask me.
2: I for sure agree. I think it was a swimming punishment uh, for the first installation, but I think that some of that magic was um, it being the 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 fire of competition. Um, I mean, like we all kind of had questions walking out there to the first event or two, like, all right, are they gonna take this seriously? Are they just gonna phone it in, like Brett just went for a run? tiles hung over, like what are we what are we actually getting at? Um and God damn it, if 10 guys who went to high school and played sports together just refuse to lose to each other, it's stupid competitions. Um, and so I really think that like the, the having two people is kind of key for that. We would I would we'd tweak it if it was just one person. I think we could definitely make it fun and entertaining still. But it might be more of just like running them into the
0: ground and making them catch way too many punts. Yeah, and uh, absolutely spot on. And of course, this would have you know after a a very competitive vote. But you know, I, I think it was so entertaining, and you know, such a once in a million situation. But even like the toilet bowl situation of you know ninth versus tenth place really isn't that significant. So we could always settle it on the gridiron anyway. But just wanted it back on the voting block, is all.
1: I, I could not have been more pleased with how that went. Um, I got to live my coach reeker truth. Um, so maybe that says something about the man I will become. But um, that was so funny. And I really wanted to just shout out Tal and uh, Brett for taking it so seriously. That's what made it fun. Um, and also just a quick question for you two. Um, did they actually end up shotgunning their allotted beers? I got a Snapchat of each of them shotgunning one. I want to make sure they didn't skate.
2: Oh, I uh, I can personally attest that uh, all of those shotguns were completed. I got, like, energy after, like, a post-golf nap and was just, like, trying to play catch-up again. and was like, oh, I'll just join you guys because you're doing shotguns. And I kind of, like, forgot they were punishment ones. And then once I realized that there was something to hold them to, I knew I had all the power.
1: <laughs> all right, I'm happy to hear that. But... Also, don't forget, like this is this is the will of the league. Yeah, you know, we could always make it the the bottom two have to duke it out on the gridiron if that's what the league decides. So keep that in mind.
2: It's very true, and just kind of floating this for general discussion. It may be something that we reevaluate long term for the league because um, the the added week of the regular season does kind of help us separate some of those you know, 500 ties at the top of the divisions. And now that the punishment's not quite as year-ending as Walmart was, um, I could see tightening the, the, you know, the field for the playoffs from six, if that were to be. And then we could have a longer playoff in the bottom before it ends up being the punishment. Um, So just food for thought. Nothing we need to dig into now.
1: Yeah, very good point, Haviland um and i'll just try to keep this moving so that we uh keep our listeners engaged but the the next one is also very on brand i'm very pleased with how much of these were on brand hank i forgot to comment you being coach wanting to combine love it also congrats on going home hometown hero coaching the dreadnoughts couldn't be happier for you buddy um but matthew munzel who uh If you were to say that he was known for one thing in this league, I think it would be his always sunny association. And uh, you guys might remember an episode where they go to a Phillies game and uh, one Charlie Kelly is running around as green man. Uh, That is Matt's selection for punishment. Somebody would have to wear a green man outfit for all of draft day. In his exact words, all of draft day, possibly the whole weekend might be hard to swing.
2: (laughs) I like how it's got a Charlie Kelly level thought. Just like, what is your punishment? Green man? Like magnets? Or just, no, just green man. Like he's a green man. Does he <laughs> got to do anything? No, he's just a green man. It's funny. He's green.
0: Yeah, t- too funny. I honestly thought the the dog in Crate was Munzel at first. Uh, um, that's uh, when they played Charlie McDennis. Uh, but the, the, the green man one is, is very appropriate and uh, a very good um, punishment. Yeah,
1: and also I don't think it's as infeasible. Like we could just like, you know, when we go to a nice restaurant, we can let him take the hood off and he just has a green man outfit underneath, and just waiters would be like, what the fuck? when he grabs his water.
2: Yeah, I think it's just like, you know, how overtly does it hug your business, you know? And as long as it's like all right, then we're good. Still I, I cool. will
1: say Jeff wore a life jacket to a very nice restaurant in marco (laughs) it's
2: hysterical dude there was like four children in the plaza outside that were like why has he got a life jacket just like pointed and i'm like oh this is the best this is exactly what i wanted (laughs) and that and that between that and like the amount of just like residual water that leaked out of it into his shirts like i could tell that it was It's the right level of just like, oh, this sucks and it's annoying and I want it to be over and like funny for us and like not actually dangerous or illegal. Like there is an art to finding a perfectly annoying punishment.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like that's why I think this crowdsourcing is a really good option because, you know, it really, because when I'm punishment czar, I know for a fact I'm never gonna lose the league. If it was gonna happen, it was gonna happen. It should have happened already. Um, so I can always just be ridiculously cavalier with the punishments I suggest. Um, but oh, having
0: everyone.
1: Oh, I will, I will say that until, until the cows come home. But, uh, next up we have none other, but the commish, um, you know, just want to shout out you out for, uh, all the things you do for the league. And I do love the way he phrased this text. And he said, this is a little bit selfish, but are you guys, are, um, Hank, you've gone through the wedding process, um, but uh, you know the role of a wedding planner. You know they're just there to make sure that everything goes right. That is their entire job. They plan everything out. Everything's where it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be there. And I love Kamisha's idea from a practicality standpoint. Loser has to be our draft weekend's wedding planner for ten dudes all getting married to each other, if you will. Um we're talking about first one in, last one out, handling the Airbnb, handling all the transportation, handling dinner reservations, welcome baskets when we arrive. I think it would really just kind of elevate the whole experience
2: You had me at Welcome Basket, honestly. That sounds really that sounds really pleasant. And I know that Van Hoof, as much as he's joking about it, being selfishly motivated, that, man puts a lot of work into what we all call the only weekend better than christmas so um i can understand him wanting to share that uh that burden a little bit um and i do think you know if you go above and beyond like how you would if you made your buddy caddy for you in the same situation like i want a clipboard i want an itinerary i want like a printout and all that like you gotta you know the details
0: it, it, it's a it's a bummer for me that we're going to select the punishment first because all I the, I think the funniest thing that has been said thus far would be if the commissioner were to take last place, we give him this punishment.
2: <laughs> just stick him with it anyway. <laughs> just,
0: just you got to do it again, but this time do it better.
2: You <laughs> thought you were done, and now I want a basket. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, but I, I think that that would actually just really make me feel pretty classy. You know, I, like, it's like we have that overbearing chick in the bachelorette party who just is like knocking on our doors every morning to wake us up. be like, come on guys, bus leaves in five minutes. Um, I think it would really kind of add a lot to the weekend.
0: Another good one.
1: But, uh, then we come with my humble selection. Um, and this is. This is something that I have floated a bunch of years in the past because I think that it is hilarious um, as someone who has had to take this type of transportation before. But I am still a huge fan of I'm going to call this punishment ticket to ride uh, the loser, regardless of where our draft day is. So keep that in mind. People might be able to show mercy. People might be able to inflict harm uh, with where they select the draft location would have to take, they wouldn't be able to fly, they'd have to take a Greyhound bus from wherever they are to wherever the draft is. Um, I just, if you've ever ridden a Greyhound bus, it is its own unique type of hell. Um, and I would just love to see somebody ride in a couple hours behind everybody else, just smelling like grease and secondhand cigarette smoke. Um, you know, all of the telltale signs of having been on a Greyhound bus. And I think it would really give the rest of us an advantage, really demoralizing them before the draft starts.
2: Do you also have to ride that bus home from the draft?
1: I was playing with that idea. I'm going to say no, because it's a significant time commitment. We're all leaving on the same time. We don't have to have people like you know take off extra time on both sides if worse comes to worse. On top of that, I wouldn't want my worst enemy to ride a Greyhound bus hungover
2: okay no i think that both of those are fair points um and it would still be funny if you had to take like one extra pto day or like work remote on the bus on the way there or something like there's there's a lot of ways that that is hilarious and i think we'd have like similar you know gotta communicate snapchats or pictures with the league like we did with walmart like i want to experience it i need to hear your your you walk me through the pain when you arrive might be a great live podcast moment hank
0: yeah i i i think just the one way to the draft is perfect because it would be miserable it would be unsufferable you you would it would be hell but then like there there is a reward at the end like it, then it's draft weekend and you get to have fun the the concept of having to ride the bus home would like it would completely change like the weekend for me if I were to take last place, almost to the point of like, not enjoying myself. And uh, granted, I, I realized that I just defined the word punishment, but we, we do balance that line. So, so delicately that we're not trying to, like, we only got to see Mo for you know 17 hours. I would hate for him to have, you know, like, I mean, he damn near did, but just ride in a shitty stinky Greyhound bus all day quickly draft and then we have to drive you back to the bus station where uh, i'm trying to enjoy some time with you know whomever it may be but hey i what a list mo this is we have our work cut out for us
2: picking them up from the bus station would be hilarious that would be super fun just yeah, like absolutely. the whole the whole visual of it just looks sounds great
1: Uh, all of us roll up in like two SUVs we're clapping hooting and hollering people be like what is this man who is on this humble Greyhound bus with us
2: (laughs) we were just at a a Carl's Jr's and now he's (laughs) getting this reception
1: exactly and you know as we've gone over these ideas um and just how many of them are funny I am changing the format because I've been kind of in the background. I was playing with SurveyMonkey, does not appear that you can do ranked choice voting. So send me your top three, everybody, uh, via text, hopefully by the end of the week. Um, and the first play, the one you rank as first will get three, the one you rank as second will get two points, and the one you rank as third will get one point. And the overall points winner will be our punishment.
0: And I, I, I think that's the, there there's a rare opportunity there also, Alex, in um, potentially, and, and this all depends on your ability to keep a secret, but then you may be able to hold on to that information for, let's say, a draft presentation.
1: Oh, my God. I am fully erect. That is so- incredible
0: everybody wants wow. maybe you make it and this is this you're the creative part but a march madness or bracketology or something where we where you battle them out and then we get to figure out who the winner is so i think that's perfect um just add the 10 punishments into the group me after we drop the pod uh, and and then of course you know letting them know that everyone needs to vote and then you should be in good shape absolutely and i love that idea Hank.
1: that is that is masterful now, the
2: only the only call out I've got is for any of these that like require a head of draft planning kind of thing. Like you can't take a greyhound to a draft if
1: you you know what I mean. Yeah, right. no, I, you know, I will I will be the executive with uh with that.
2: Play with it, yeah. Do what you will. You don't have to reveal it right away because you have the results. And I will say I would also probably add the caveat that like if like one of them wins that's more location based. And then it really just can't work based on the, it's like the winner's location choice trumps the punishment in my book. Like you, that's what you're, you we're not telling you like winner. No, you have to pick somewhere with a paintball course or a place that's gonna have a bunch of kids to be Santa in front of like, no, we'll figure it out. Um, but I think you as the czar get discretion to apply the final one, two or three in that order, like as they apply to the draft.
1: Oh yeah, autocracy, baby.
2: I mean, that's what the word. I mean, we gave it to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and yeah, thank you guys so much, Hank. Thanks for having me on the pod to discuss all these options. Please text me by the end of the group, by the or text, uh, text me personally all of your votes, um, and I'll I'll collate all the data.
0: Wow, a- a- absolutely, phenomenally done, um, the czar, the. The content that comes out of this league is just—it it always makes me smile, and it always adds to how exciting draft weekend certainly is. So, uh, we, we've come a long way from Mo's uh, Mo's power rankings to now having uh, a podcast and a punishment czar. So, uh, k- kudos to you, Mo. Let's uh, we'll go through um, week three. Um, we'll do it relative. Relatively quickly. Um, we don't need to have a complete full breakdown, but we'll go through each matchup. Uh, we'll put together our Hank's hot takes parlay, and then, then we'll, we'll send the boys for the weekend. That sound good. Sounds lovely. All right. Sounds- perfect. Let's uh so four contacts as we make our picks with three minutes and thirty-eight seconds left in the fourth quarter of the San Francisco Giants or San Francisco 49ers. New York Giants game. Looks like the 49ers got it in hand, 30 to 12. Um, So some teams have points, uh, starting off with the backwoods. Cleopatra's uh, CMC already got a 20 spot going up against Hey Hey Patton, Jack. Um, No surprise here. I think I'm going to ride this until the wheels fall off. I'm taking Mo again. Uh, I'm one and one picking Mo. But he didn't let me down last week. I don't think he's going to do it again. So I got Mo. Um,
2: I mean, that boy CMC nice with it. Um, I can't disagree. And he's he's what's crazy, though, is that that 20.4 doesn't really change Mo's projection that much because, like, that's just what they expect him to do. Um, I think that this is one of them classic QB showdowns with Lamar and Mahomes. I'm excited to see this one. Um, I am. I think I'm also rolling with Mo to just keep this one rolling. I think that that you know the concern with this team was whether or not one of those major injuries would knock him out. And even without Saquon in the lineup, like I, I like how this
1: looks. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take me too.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, brother! That was that was a awkward a moment of silence. I was I was like, is he is he gonna say anything positive about his? Uh, week three adversary. Um, g- glad to hear that you haven't gone soft on us, Mo. Um, matchup number two. Uh, th- th- this one's got some points in it as well. We got the foggy do going up against bullfrog, a big divisional matchup here in week three. Uh, Jeffy B has combined his two San Fran boys and Samuel and Kittle. Uh, looks like they're going to round out just south of 35 points. Um, projections definitely lean in Jeffy e. B's way after after a solid outing from the 49ers um, i i'm interested to see how the um, quarterback by committee goes but Kirk Cousins is the highest um, he has the most points in fantasy football right now um certainly playing well uh, i am taking Jeff for for all of those reasons plus i think the Bengals are due for a Huge show out game and Jamar Jamar Chase is yet to get on the board. So he, he needs some points as well. So I'm taking Jeffy B.
2: Yeah, I think that that I mean Jeff just put a whopper on me and it looks like he's rolling right through. Um Eric is, you know, he's got a couple question marks. Um of what I mean Puka is like the number three like fantasy asset right now. So he's rolling. Um, you know, we'll see when he gets Brees back. I think there is a lot of things to be looking positive on this team long term, but um, right now it's hard to poke a hole in in what Jeff is doing. And if he can keep picking these streaming QBs at a 25 to 30 point clip, he's going to be a hard team to beat. So I, I think I'm going to agree with you here as well and and, and stick with Jeff.
1: Yeah, looking at this matchup, you know, I've made it no uh, secret that Eric and I have very different tastes in players um, over the years. But, and I just really, it looks very lopsided looking at these two lists. I mean, on the one hand, uh, Eric does have an incredible amount of boom possibility with, between Bijan, Jalen, Ridley, and Nakua. Um and that's really what's going to win and lose some games is based on their performance. Um, but you know, especially considering that Debo had an exceptional game, Debo's highly volatile player historically, as is Kittle. Um, and they both had good games. I I think this one's in Jeff's bag.
0: Yeah, very very well said. Um looks Like Skyver's going to roll out three Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not, I mean, it, it, it's worked before, but it's definitely risky. Um, but I, I, we're all in agreement that uh, J- Jeffy B's taking this one home versus Skiv. Um, that what well done. Um, five bucks again, if, if anybody um, disagrees with my opinions, uh, was was prosperous in week two. Uh, other than my five dollar loss to Brett, but I, I I welcome anyone that that wants the other side of these games. Uh, first one that really doesn't have any um, any any points going in for it, so so the matchups are clean. We got Grouch's Royal Flush, T. Rogers at zero and two going up against uh, Juice in the Drought one and one. Brett after a big win. Um, Jake Havlin, what do what do you think about this matchup, sir?
2: Um, you know, it is nice to pick a clean one because I think we got a couple easy leans with some of these San Fran boys, but I mean, they were all studs who were, you know, expected to do about that. But as I'm looking at this, like the obvious thing is like, man, I wish Nick Chubb was in that lineup, but like, you're still looking at a 12.4 from Ford and I, you can't trust the projections all the way to the bank, but they do mean something. Um, the Higgins and Burrow stack went last week after a complete dud in week one. It was just some other issues and poorly timed injuries for Tal. So, um, like, I think there's still a lot to be pumped about. And then on the other side, um, like, uh, this is one of those situations, like, I think that Mo just described, where, like, I think Brett and I just – we we look for different things in players or so just have different, like, guy profiles – and this doesn't look like a team that I would love, but like that Hertz Pollard stack is so power—not stack, but combo—is so powerful. And then the the Kyron Williams flex play is is you know is where he's getting that projection edge. So, I as I'm looking at it, I still think that you might get as much. You might get a a, a Burrow performance that's. Worth that nineteen and a half, but I don't know if you'll get full Monday night burrow with the calf. So I think, given the the three RBs that that the juice is rocking, I don't think it'll be much of a drought. I think it'll I think the juice will flow here, which unfortunately is going to put Grouch in a in a painful zero and three if it happens. And I wouldn't wish it on my on a on anybody, let alone him. But uh, I think he's just getting some really unfortunately timed injury early in the
1: season. Yeah, yeah um you know i hate to not have any controversy here but um looking at these two squads and how they stack up i just don't see a world in which brett doesn't pull this one out um karen williams was an incredible pickup you know they just traded cam Akers, i believe um you know so it looks like he's going to continue and the um uh, Los Angeles Rams, you know, I didn't think they looked too bad the last game that I watched. I mean, I was watching it when I was on call and, like, you know, catching minutes here and there. But I thought they looked respectable. Um, And uh, I love Ramondre. Um, He was my guy last year. And Pollard is obviously a beast. And, you know, Dallas can't do anything but score, as their defense has this year. They've been incredible. I got to give this one to Brett.
0: You know, it, it's so funny. Like, if you look at Tolliver's team, it just like, it's like he knows he's drafting. Just like, just don't take last. It's like we're in a guillotine league where all he has to do is just not be in last place. And like, when we get to the toilet bowl, he's going to throw sand in your face. He's going to you know, have his brass knuckles on and he's going to find a way to not take last. One. I'm going to dig my heels in a little bit here against Brett. I'm going to need to see it twice. It's it's a game of pig. You're going to have to prove it. Uh, Two, I'm partial at the end of the day to um, the CMU, MSU, U of M rivalry that is within the league. So I'm certainly going to take tall here. Um, One, because I'm a CMU dog. That goes against Javi and BK in the MSU world. So I'm a I'm taking tall. It's not wise financially or from a fantasy football perspective, but I'm doing it nonetheless.
2: Well, I know I'm betting on credit because I got to send you a Venmo as soon as this is done. But I mean, I'm putting five there for sure.
1: You got it, my man.
2: With the yeah. house,
1: there. I yeah, love
2: you. You know, disrespect. It,
1: I mean, I'm I'm part Chippewa as well. Um, one-third to be exact, uh, having done one of my schoolings at the great old fire-up chips. But um, I'm, I'm going to have to take you on that one too.
0: Oh, let's go. The the, the pot is getting heavy, and I'm I, if I was a betting man, which obviously we are, I'm saying BK is going to get in on that action too. Come on, Paul. I, I need you to flip me a couple of good cards this week. Let's go. Rouches Royal, flush, And that leaves us with the final matchup of the week um i i i feel that san francisco's defense could have done better but they obviously could have done worse heavy it almost feels they were uh almost a projection we got other than that we got a pretty clean slate um uh two very heavy hitting stacks in this one uh Mo, what do you think of this matchup between Summer Breeze and old dirty flip-flops?
1: Yeah, so I, get, I can open this up. And, you know, two great, great names. I uh, didn't compliment either of you earlier, but those are two great team names. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like on both teams. Um, I really have been impressed with how DeAndre Hopkins, because I ended up having to take him in non draft auction, or non, uh, non-auction non drafts that I was in. Uh, he actually fell to me in my two of my other leagues. Um, and he's been playing incredible. Stefan Diggs, obviously, always a beast. Joshua Kelly, though, that is a not great fill-in in my book. Um, and obviously, I think that Havlin probably has the best wide receiver duo: wide receiver one, wide receiver two in the um, sorry, uh, Hank. You have the best wide receiver, one wide receiver two in the league with uh, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, they're. I think they'll probably both finish within the top five. I I think I got to give it to to Hanklin here. Um, you know, two very good teams. Um, Havlin maybe has you edged a little bit on running back with James Cook and uh, Joe Mixon, but. I think that your wide receivers are going to carry you through, even though Garrett Wilson has Zach Wilson thrown to him.
2: And yeah. yeah, I think the breakdown's spot on, and I, I think that what's really interesting is, especially after, like, two weeks, because, um, like, that's part of the stack is, like, if it misses, it really misses, but if it hits, it really hits. And I think, like, Tal's a good example of that with his, with his Higgins combo. Um, and it's just really interesting how widely it's been adopted across the league. And now so often, like where we used to have conversations about who his QB is QBs throwing to his wide receiver one, we'll see how those points rock out. A lot of this is just, you know, whose matchup is better and who's going to pop it. It's, it's
0: just an interesting league wide trend. Yeah, I'm, i the two, two and all feels great. Um not having to currently you know, worry about any of my wide receiver positions is great, but the, uh, the, the, the running back room so far has been uh, coming up dirty flip-flops, but I, I know that that certainly won't last all season. So I, I'm very happy that I'm only five wins away from securing myself into the playoffs because I, I know this team is definitely due for a couple of lull weeks. Uh, hopefully it's not this week hopefully i can get off to a to a 3-0 start and kind of get myself cruising into some uh to some future mug photos but uh it's gonna be a long sunday um especially for me all my guys are 1 p.m and this is such a superstitious thing but i for some reason if i were to if tyler boyd is the example here if i valued him the same as i value my flex guy Tyler Algier the same. I might just put Tyler Boyd in just because he's the Monday night play, and I feel like I always want one guy either Sunday or Monday night, which I don't think I'm going to have this week. So the, the the vibes feel off on Dirty Flip Flops, but I, I guess we'll see what happens.
2: I agree. I'd always love to be the guy with one horse to play, as opposed to the guy who's just got a number that he hopes is enough um just from a you know it's like everybody wants to root for an overs um but you know i i think we're gonna have a good one here i'm excited for it
0: yeah absolutely well well speaking of overs let's uh let's land this plane here with our last segment of week three with a little hank's hot takes parlay uh mo i gotta absolutely shout you out man i i very much appreciate the um the consistency in, in which you've been joining the parlay. Uh, granted, uh, both of our picks did not hit last week. is um, M- Kelsey anytime touchdown was the only correct pick. Um, we, we struggled in week zero, but we are currently picking at about a 50% or 500% clip. So uh, this is our week, week three. It's only going to be the three of us making our selections. Um, would love more people to get in on it. But perhaps once we once we hit one, uh, that then we'll have some more takers. So without further ado, Mo, uh, you want you want to share the, the first leg of the parlay?
1: Yeah, um, and I just will say that I will be betting every single Hanks Hot Take parlay this entire year um, because I live in a state where sports betting is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so my pick for the week, um, you know, so. New York Jets, New England Patriots, both incredible defenses, both kind of competent, but not the flashiest offenses in the world. Um, I'm really going to go with the, I'm going to go with the under 37 points for New York Jets versus New York, New England Patriots. Um, Mac and Zach are not exactly, uh, you know, the two best quarterbacks in the world and both Defenses have been looking incredible this year. Patriots as always Jets defense looking very strong as well. Um, I think this game could be like a, a, you know, a 14, 10 game. So I think that it's a, I think it's a pretty good bet this week.
0: Wow. I I, I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to pony up with the totals as well. And I'm going to be taking the over in the, chargers vikings game which is set for 53 and a half points uh both teams seem to be able to score it and neither team seems to be able to stop anybody so uh i I like the over Abby, do you have something that can uh maybe bring this thing home for us maybe put a little extra juice on
2: um, well, my, my first contribution to the, to the the parlay didn't hit. So I don't know if I can bring the juice this time, but you know, three, three even-ish money picks will still be looking all right. Um, I am going to bring the Titans plus three and a half. It's at minus 118 right now. I like three and a half for an underdog, um, cause it covers an overtime field goal. Um, the Browns as a favorite without Chubb and with how poor, uh, you know, you know, he we, we previously was banned from the league has looked, and with just Cooper struggling with groin injury and I just don't like the line. I, I like three and a half to, to Tennessee.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm just going to add to that real quick. I mean, I, I actually watched the, uh, um, some of the cleveland game i did not see the nick chubb injury but i think that deshaun watson looks frustrated out there um this is not a original take i've heard other people say this but you know what do you have two face mask calls as an offensive player um i think that he's frustrated i think he realizes that he's washed and that he's dog shit as a human and a football player fuck the cleveland browns i've said it since day one even when everybody was riding them with a. Uh, hard knocks. They fucking suck. They always will.
2: I, I love it. I agree. You can't give that man a quarter Billy, and expect good karma.
0: No, you cannot. And that, that puts our parlay at about plus 533, which would put an additional 30 bones back into each of our pockets. And um, and Javi, uh, that the week one uh, bills minus two and a half has to be one of the worst bad beats of, of all time in gambling, not to mention certainly in Hank's hot takes parlay history. So, uh, th- this is our week that the gambling gods are going to be on our side, and we got some scratch coming home that can, uh, hopefully cover your guys's poor pick uh, of Brett.
2: <laughs> I do just want <laughs> that, that was nice. I do just want to say, I was betting against a different quarterback. You can't get me Zach Wilson on 9 11 trying to save his career. And expect the same line. That would have been different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, fellas, I, 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 I certainly, it's, it's always my pleasure. And I always, <laughs> sometimes I forget we're doing a show. I'm just, just the fellas just kicking it old school. But as tradition to wrap up the show, uh, Punishment is all I'm going to let you go first. And then Jake Havlin, bring us on home.
1: Yeah, so Hank, thanks for always for putting this together. Um, You know, it's really a highlight of my week. Listen to this every week here and the boys talk about fantasy football. But um, on the set, everybody, please get your votes to me. Remember uh, your one, two, and three options. Um, And I'll collate all of the ranked choice voting. And then on top of that, um, I do want you to remember my edict as punishments are. If you pick up Deshaun Watson, I will give you an atomic wedgie at the next draft. That is a promise.
2: (laughs) Oh, I know you would just put your whole force into it. Your whole deadlift right to the boxers. and You deserve it if that happened. Yeah, don't do it. Um, No, yeah. Hank, tip of the cap as always, but uh, Mo, I want to give you your time in the spotlight. Uh, I am on already on pins and needles awaiting a potentially like live unveiling or pre-recorded and sent out you know uh unveiling of the punishment after it's been decided i think that's going to be hilarious and may add like the uncertainty may add just as much anticipation as like the known bad of walmart so i'm, I'm really looking forward to see what you evolve it into um other than that you know just for the league if this is this is the last, you know. This one is not really free anymore. You can go 0 and 2 or 1 and 1 and say, "Ah, whatever." The season just started, but uh, 1 and 2 or 2 and 1 starts to feel a little bit more like a trajectory, and it gets a lot easier to go 1 and 3 from there. So, you know, strap them up, boys. It's time to it's time to play. I'm 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 ready. This is gonna be my first weekend finally being able to strap in and do my my Sunday ticket right in my house. So. I think that's
0: going to get me uh,
2: give me some more points when
0: I get a little more hands on in my coaching. Wow. Well, well said by the of Yeah, so signing off for now, uh, fellas, enjoy your weekend. And as always. Shoo! Hey, Avalon.